0: Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This is George Soroy, and thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for tuning in for over 50 episodes. We have some really fun news regarding the network that's going to be coming up soon. I cannot wait to share it with you. And I still can't believe that we have gone this far with this podcast. And the great thing about this podcast is it has allowed me to feel confident enough to get out of my shell a lot more and take part in different things. One of which was being a part of the 529 club on the clubhouse app. And the great thing about that, not only did I get to meet some really incredible people, one of which is one of my, my guests this week, but also because they gave me the confidence to reach out to them and let them know when they were suddenly in the need to fill a space with an audio drama that I happened to have a story at the ready that was, that I felt could be adapted to that format. They agreed. They let me go forward with writing the script. And several months later, I had the first draft ready for Excelsior, the audio drama and As months passed, and I started tinkering with it a little bit more, we wound up doing some casting, and I wound up putting together, with the help of my amazing producer, Deborah Wooten, we wound up putting together an amazing, amazing cast of some really terrific voice talent, and one of which was someone that I just kind of reached out to, and I knew 100% that if this person said yes, then the part was theirs. And that is my friend Chris Woodworth. Chris is an incredible voice talent and someone who is very, was very much like me in the terms of wanting to feed that passion while also working a full time job. But what's great about his current situation is that he has been able to dedicate a lot more time to not only doing voiceover work, but also with teaching others to really kind of get up to that level and help them with their own confidence and with their own skills. We're going to be talking all about that this for this week, and I just have to say that I knew that Chris was going to knock the character Zarebus out of the park, and he definitely did, and I'm not just saying that because he's here. <laughs> he is, not only was, was it a stellar performance by him, but... I really just kind of fed off of his enthusiasm for this story, for this character, and that just it has me really, really excited to work on the next one with him as well. So it is my pleasure to introduce my guest this week, Chris Woodworth. Chris, how are you, sir?
1: George, really great to be here, and it's been so long. It's great to be able to chat with you again and to just catch up with you again. What a journey has been?
0: It really, <laughs> it really has been. I can't believe it's already been. We're, we're coming up on one year since the wow. since the performance next month in march march 12th and march 19th were the perform the actual performances and i still can't believe that we pulled it off
1: it's insane yeah just to say that one year i would not afford
0: right wow. know, like, yeah during this time wow. we were spending every monday afternoon my time with the whole cast and we were just working on this thing more and more and thankfully deborah said like after the first few rehearsals let's make it two episodes let's make it two hours instead of one because it was getting really difficult to try to squeeze that entire story into one hour we would not have been able to do it so we needed that genius extra idea hour. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah genius it was, idea, it, by the way
1: to just leave them hanging leave them wanting that next part and it really worked everyone just wanted to stick with this like what the heck's gonna happen next we need to tune in next week and Mm -hmm. yeah i I just love the idea that and we had a
0: really good turnout for part two as well i remember that was it was the whole thing was just an amazing amazing experience everyone was just was so stellar and i'm so glad that there are so many of them that are really excited about coming back and Mm. trying different characters for some of them and Yep, you definitely, Very definitely. Excited. well I am I am so I can't wait to see to 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 have those moments between you and Jerry who who Jerry Wilde, who did a fantastic yeah. job as yeah. Matthew Peters and Excelsior. You guys have some great scenes together um oh. in part two. I am wow. so excited. You guys got some really good meaty dialogue scenes and you got a, a great line that I am, that I, I, I know you're going to, you're going to have a blast talking about. So yeah, there, there's, oh. yeah, yeah. Like this is, this is, this is going to be great stuff. I am just really excited. And this was really like what I was really pumped up about because I love that first story. I love Excelsior. Mm-hmm. I always love it. I owe so much to it, but in terms of a story, ever upward is a little bit better. And oh. And it's it's deeper, it's richer, it goes further into the mythology, it's darker, and it it really, I th- I think it's going to wind up being a three parter. Um, oh wow! Okay,
1: yeah. wow! I'm trying to imagine it being better than you know than the, the 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 first one but i'm really going to take your word for it and mm-hmm. um all i can say right now is what the heck are you doing to me it's like excitement. It's just <laughs> <laughs> radiating, <laughs> radiating out of me right now it's kind of like yeah how much can i tease chris woodworth right
0: now i much right. can I make him squirm? it's like come on can this happen now give me the yeah. script i need to read it. i want believe me i i want the script too <laughs> like i would love it to be like all churned out and, and ready to go. But like AI is not that good.
1: <laughs> so, no, Yeah. Thankfully. No, but on, you know, still. You.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I am. Yeah. That's it's got a, I got to be able to sit down and do it and everything. But I got, mm. I got audio books to finish. I got a book to finish. Cause I got to get this trilogy all wrapped up and everything before, before book one even goes on the new schedule for with the new, with the new publisher. But the, but I will say that once book three is finished, once I have that draft, finish once I have it delivered once they're happy with it then yeah I'm definitely diving in and getting that script for part two done so that way I can move right on to the script to part three and hopefully it won't be as long a wait for that one now that I got because that one that story is going to be a lot fresher in my mind but that one when it comes to like a darker story this one really goes there and it's it's not quite as dark as as the other script that that you read for me minus one plus. Oh yeah, that yeah
1: that was totally dark. I was not yeah. coming. You know, it was so fun. It. it was yes. a fun one though. <laughs> I oh will, my goodness, I yeah, will say,
0: and mm. yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, and I am really excited to see where that one's going to go, like if it mm-hmm. goes anywhere. But I'm, I I got some ideas for it, and I definitely want to bring you along for that. So that's because I I think you'll nail that character perfectly so yeah
1: I look forward to going for the ride of that one yeah, yeah as well i mean i was really excited when you sent me the script for that one because i i i basically just trusted you like instantly because for bringing me onto the 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 journey for uh, excelsior and mm-hmm. just introducing me to uh Zorebus and uh, the background and just that whole world and me just really becoming accustomed to uh, as Zorebus uh, as a character figuring him out and everything and uh and, and just really enjoying every part of that journey as well, mm-hmm. just bringing him to life. And, yeah, and and so as soon as you mentioned that there was a character you you
0: wanted me to,
1: I guess bring to life for like minus one.
0: Yeah, minus one Another, plus. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. What's well, sorry? Is it is it minus sorry Mi- minus minus, uh,
0: plus. minus one minus one plus.
1: Minus one plus. Yes. That's yeah. A, yeah. It's seriously, I, I was already intrigued. I was like, yeah, I got to read the script because I was mm-hmm. remembering my, my experience of the first time reading Excelsior mm-hmm. that script was sent out. And I still remember reading it the, the day before the first rehearsal, nice. because obviously with lots of things going on,
0: yeah, you, and, you had a lot like that's, uh, yeah, and you were I saying so like, you much. weren't going to be able to make it to the, to the auditions. And I was just like, well, mm. if like, like just, I remember just giving you like a quick breakdown of the character and the story and stuff. And I was just like, this is what's going on. This is the character. This is the story. If you want it, it's yours. <laughs> I'm just like, but you got to say yes. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because when I did tell you that, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm not going to end up. I'm, I'm not going to make it to the audition if you have to give my character away. I completely understand because like, no, no, this character is yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's locked in. And so it was like, oh, wow, he really wants me to play this character. So it's like, okay, great. I'm all mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and then you, you sent out the script to, to everybody once everybody was cast. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw lots of people and uh, like friends of mine were on yeah. the list and I congratulated them and knew we were going to go on this long journey and kept on meaning to read the script. But obviously, I did have a lot going on at the time. But yeah. I, I knew that this was one of those situations where I didn't want to do this blind read. Like at the first uh, rehearsal, I I wanted to get a good idea of the story, and and I was going to. I think the rehearsals on a Monday. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, all the rehearsals were on, it on Monday. Thursday.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was meant to read it on a Thursday. That didn't happen. And I wanted to read it on, on Friday. But then after work, I had all of these other tasks and things like that I had to do and stuff like that. Uh, Friday, it was it Saturday. It didn't happen. But mm-hmm. then I, yeah, I, I decided that, okay, on the Sunday, it's going to happen. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, because I'm just going to set aside time where I'm not doing anything. I'm in the house by myself. Okay right? No excuses. I'm going to do this. So in the morning, I, I, was, I remember I was still kind of in my PJs and I, I had my MacBook on my dining table. Mm-hmm. So I opened it up, the scripts at the ready, and I made myself coffee. I just had like breakfast there mm-hmm. as well. And I just started reading while drinking coffee and just having breakfast. My feet up as well on the other chair. Mm-hmm. and And what, a few minutes in, I was freaking hooked like that. Like, this is fascinating. It's like, what the heck? Where is it like that? Where is it going to go? Well, she's not from this planet. What? Mm-hmm. Like that. And and then just uh, seeing the things that the I main character goes through, even well, the, the the journey of that character, even the Rebus being introduced and... Yeah and everything and I just got so pumped by yeah. the end of reading that script because I I just stayed at my dining room table the entire time I was like reading the script I didn't take any breaks or anything nice. and so I showed up to that first rehearsal just pumped up just ready and just very excited and ready to play around as or well, read this and and just for the first time just getting together with everyone it, it just felt it just felt so good and when we all got so into our characters, and we were now officially used to our characters—the dialogue, the timing—and with all the amazing sound effects and uh, and just that entire world. Uh, yeah. One thing, honestly, I do kind of miss is is when we did speak to each other or when we would uh, say goodbye. Occasionally, somebody would literally say to like all of us, "Ever upwards." Yeah. You yeah, know, as well. And uh, you kind of felt like you're this family, you're banded together in this journey. And yeah, so thank you for creating that. And and obviously, we know the well we are very much aware of, like the significance behind it, the importance behind it, the mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and everything. And so, yeah, it, it was a privilege to be part of that. It felt very important to us. Yeah. And
0: yeah. it was and it was really I, I've said this many times before. It was one of the most creatively fulfilling experiences of my life getting that sort of getting that sort of reaction from everyone really and just getting that sort of commitment from everyone it 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 still stays with me it will stay with me for the rest of my life and it will carry me forward because i know whatever whatever the case is you guys want to know how this whole story ends you want to know how this whole trilogy wraps up so like who am i to leave you guys hanging so i got to be I got to be on on my game with getting Greater Glory finished, so that way we can we can properly wrap up the trilogy in book form, and then go forward from there. But I will say, and I can probably hear you can probably hear my dog kind of echoing that as well. <laughs> when the news came out, when I was able to deliver the the cards to everyone, the, the graphics to everyone, to let them know like who you like who you are, who you're playing, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember. I remember actually playing around with the picture of Shaq. He had sent me, he had sent me his headshot and I was doing some adjusting of the photo on there because I was asking for everyone's pictures. And as I was working with it, I came up with the sketch layer and all of a sudden it was just like, Oh, that's perfect. And then just set that up and just slapped it on the background and everything saying who each character is playing and then getting to send that out to everyone. And then Mm -hmm. The great thing was getting, putting them together in like a compilation on TikTok and getting like this, this one after another comment from all these other voice actors who aren't, weren't going to be part of this. And were saying like, oh, you got this person. Oh, you got this person. Oh, you got this person. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, this, this person. I know this person. And it was just like, and I've said this before. Did I cast The Godfather? Like because like that's <laughs> that's what it felt like. It was just like I was loading up this cast with mm. home run hitters. It was Murderer's Row of 2023 in in audio drama form. Like everyone was just a star on their mm. own and then all of a sudden you're like here they are. Everyone's making a name for themselves already in different ways and now Here's everyone getting to work on a project together. And wow. that, that just had me so fired up when, when I saw that. I was just like, yeah, I did the right thing. I got not only did I do the right thing wanting to get this project to move forward in the first place, but Deborah said to me, what what are your first instincts? And because we didn't want we were originally going to do a round of callbacks. For, mm. for those and just saying okay. how like, oh, I, I have you in mind for either this person or this person. And she was just like, she she just said, like, what are your instincts? What are your instincts telling you? And it became very quickly just like all just mo- moving this person over to this person. And before we knew it, we had 95 percent of the cast, like in that first in that wow. first shot and just kind of reaching out to get a couple other people involved, one of which was Charles, mm. who who knew that like that all of a sudden, like one of the last people that I would get will wind up being an MVP on here because <laughs> not only did he do a great job uh, in his on his own stuff, but all of a sudden he became my sound effects go to. And yeah. he's he, he was knows his
1: stuff. He he, kno-
0: he he knows he knows his stuff. He's damn good at it. And yeah. and he wound up putting together a sound effects library that rivaled Ben Burt. Like it was wow. it was wild. Just like seeing all that, and and the great thing is we have that library. We're gonna mm. use that for for the future stories because that's we got to keep those we got to keep those effects consistent.
1: Yeah. So that that's really good. That's smart you got that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: So I am. Yeah. I'm. I'm so so pumped up. I'm pumped up that we have Izzy G and Audra like that that are still involved with the projects. They're gonna be doing another slam dunk on the music. Like everything. And, but as, as amazing as that is, I'm seeing a whole lot of stuff for you popping up on social media. And one of the things that I saw, I mean, I've seen it in the past month or so, all of a sudden you're involved in with three different companies. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Wow. Have times changed. And well, here's, here's the thing with, with voiceovers. So many people are, are hungry to, to, to get with agencies, voice artists. And mm-hmm. yeah. And, and the, being with an agency doesn't like necessarily guarantee you like consistent work or anything, but it's just basically getting auditions. But some, some auditions are for like really big things that you can't really get unless you have an agent as well. And they can take uh, the, the i don't know the icky stuff off your hands like contracts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. well initially what happened i mean this is going back now the first yeah one of the first agencies that i got with is based in new york access talent yeah that was due to one of my friends i'd made on tiktok who's a fantastic voice artist and the no sorry mandy fisher Mm she goes by astoria red yes mandy
0: yeah yeah, tiktok yeah she's fantastic and she really is wonderful and she If, if if you're Mm going to get, if you're going to get into VO in any way, you have to follow Astoria Red because Mm -hmm. she is, she is basically what she's doing is she's paving the road for anyone Mm -hmm. who wants to take that journey because, because there are so many different directions that you can go in that will just trip you up, that will knock you down and everything that will have people taking advantage of you. Mm -hmm. And she is kind of like clearing that path for you and tell mm. and advising you on what to do what not to do what to look for what to avoid all of that so yeah, yeah. kudos kudos oh, to man for doing, for doing the lord's work on this
1: yeah, she's fantastic. She's somebody who really wants to uh, give back. She wants to be the example. She and she will give you like this advice. She'll put it out there on social media unapologetically with the f bombs galore, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and what? So we we became friends very quickly, and we've collaborated a couple of times as well, like just uh, redubbing a scene from like a Pixar movie or a game or something like that. And yeah, yeah and I'd love to do that with her again because one day she. I think it was that one day she, she randomly messaged me on uh, Instagram and, and told me that this agency that she was with and she's been with for about 10 years was looking to expand. Oh. And, and they were looking for new talent at the time. And so she, she asked me if uh, I had a commercial demo that she could send over to them. And at the time I didn't, I had one in the works, mm-hmm. but I said, yeah, I, I have like a, just one or two reels that feature my natural voice, but also I have an animation demo as mm-hmm. well. And she says, yes, yeah, send those over to me because would you like me to send that over to them and refer you? Because yeah, he, he, it's always good to try anyway. And I said, oh, that'll be fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So she sent it across and she did inform them that I've got a, a commercial demo in the works as well. And I've, I'm sure it was that very day I heard back from them Wow, wanting to have a meeting like the following week and and i think leading up to it they said i know that you're not really like officially with us because we did like your demos and everything i know we we we're yet to have the meeting but something came across my desk would you like to try so they sent me an audition before we even had the meeting wow and, you know, anyway because i said yeah sure and so we had a nice meeting it was with two different people work together and yeah we one person, Roger Becker, he kind of heads the, 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 the side of things with uh, commercials and promos, narration, that kind of thing. But then there is Alyssa Blunfenol. And so this is a Access talent uh, group mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, so they both work for them and she had anything to do with animation. Uh, anything to do with animation and that kind of covers video games and um, maybe um, series or shorts or mm-hmm. uh, even uh, feature films every once Ooh, in a while. Wow. And, and so it was great meeting with them. I think even Roger labeled me as a vocal freak in a good way. <laughs> she said, There's, yeah, nobody on our roster uh, sounds like you and everything. And so, yeah, but anyway, it was a great meeting. We had a nice tour getting to know each other. And yeah, so I ended up with them on the wow. roster. And and I think from there there were there there were one or two things that happened through social media. I think I I was approached by I can't remember her last name, Alejandra. It was Voices and Vocus. Mm. And they're a kind of a sister company of a music company anyway. And so it's like an agency basically. And they're based out of Florida. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to have a meeting with me because they came across my work with wow. on social media. Because uh, they had mm-hmm. sent me something that they were finding it difficult to. Well, they they were having a tough time finding somebody who could possibly reach a certain toe as well. They they wanted that kind of like a scary voice or something. And yeah, so they 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 wanted to find one or two of the right people to send this audition to to actually kind of deliver in that low tone kind of, yeah man yeah, yeah something like that it's kind of weird and, and they heard me do something like that and they uh, so they said yeah we've got to send it to him so we had a meeting and so they put me on their roster yeah and last year I made friends with somebody a young voice actress who is a fellow vo- vocal freak <laughs> she's like mm-hmm. in her early 20s but her natural voice is RP but she can do different accents and she can manipulate her voice she she has the acting ability as well. Yeah. And so we become really good friends. And her name is Farah Amit. Mm-hmm. And she's quite big on the TikTok as well her impressions and things like that. Well, nice. uh, we've been helping each other out, bits of advice here and there, things, information that we find out. Mm-hmm. And she came across Jabber Voices. It's based mm. in London. It's an agency.
0: All right.
1: And she said, they're looking for talent, they're expanding. And yeah, uh, we should apply. So we applied together oh that's great yeah at the same time last year just not knowing what would happen yeah and she actually randomly messaged me quite a while later it was probably a month or so later and said i i got to speak with their job of voices i'm just kind of curious have they contacted you yet or anything when i said no no they haven't but yeah i know it could go either way so yeah it's Mm -hmm. all good yeah i think later down the line i saw on her social media that she got signed by them that it was her first agent Nice. Ah, and and so even though I hadn't heard from them or whatever, she didn't tell me directly mm-hmm. that she got signed by them because obviously you could you could understand that it feel like you're rubbing it in. When it's kind of, yeah, we did this together, but what if you don't get in? That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And so when I saw it on a social media, I congratulated her. I said, this is amazing. Congratulations for your first agency. So she thanked me. Mm-hmm. And then it was just before Christmas, I got an email and it was from a guy called Reese Jennings. And mm-hmm. he basically said, I've really been loving watching your voiceover studies your voice acting studies uh, on, on social media, your character experiments and things like that, your dubbing experiments. Mm-hmm. And your agency mm. in New York is probably keeping you quite busy, but if you're ever looking for opportunities on the British front, I could possibly help you. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> if, if you would like, if you're interested, get back to me. Yeah, And I saw in a signature, Jabber Voices. Like ah, that. Yeah, and I was looking go. at this on my phone. And so... What I ended up doing, I jumped onto where my laptop just opened it up. Like, if I'm going to reply, I'm going to do this properly. Yeah. And I was about to reply, but another email came in from him, the same guy from Reese Jennings. And it was him realizing that he was speaking to the same Chris Woodworth who applied to
0: Jabba Voices. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So basically like that. So he reached out to you without realizing that you had already applied to him.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was freaking social media. He had this backlog of emails. So he, it it was taking him quite a while to get through each of these submissions and applications. I mean, agencies are bogged down like all the time. And I can't imagine what their inboxes must look like. But um, now, now you got, now you got me
0: inspired. Now you got me motivated to get my ass in gear and get back on TikTok and get, and get more of these videos done. Dennis Dietrich actually like is, is working on one with me, I still have to get to, I still have to listen to how he did with his piece. Cause we did a scene. We're going to do a scene from Batman mask of the phantasm. And with the scene between the Joker and Arthur Reeves, when, when, when the Joker basically just starts putting everything together and just says like, it ain't the bat. Nope, nope, nope. I've seen the guy. Mm. He looks more like the ghost of Christmas future. Nowhere near as cute as Bat Boy, (laughs) just like and (laughs) so like I I I love that so and and he's doing Arthur Reeves (laughs) and everything and just like that sort of collaboration I am so pumped up for because he's getting he's doing more and more stuff on there Mm. now and I I love that and I'm I'm Mm. so thrilled that it was just like I realized when when we were working on Excelsior together all of us. And mm-hmm. Dennis's character, Willatar, dies in the first one. But I was just yeah. like, oh, wait, Sivtra! Sivtra is a new character that comes in and he's going to be like similar, but he's going to be a nation, someone who mm-hmm. wants to prove himself to Hadera. Oh, he would do great in that. So he already knows that That's he's kind of like in. He's coming
1: that. back. That yeah. is- yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm so happy that Dennis is back because he's so much fun to work with. Yes. He absolutely loves this and he's such a nice guy. It, it it really makes a difference if you're working with genuinely decent people mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, cause I, I've, I, I've done a collab with Dennis before and I'm excited that you're still in the middle of one with him yeah. and, because we, we redubbed the scene. Well, we had been. Meaning to do one of these like together for yeah for ages because we've been supporting each other's videos on mm-hmm. what you're seeing what each other does and everything, but we we kind of uh, well i I came up with an idea to do like another video game because there's something about video game cutscenes video games, the stakes are higher, they are more gritty and fun and more conversational, and I am loving the really conversational reads now, and yeah i I chose with him. A, a villain sort of scene but Ooh. not in a uh, kind of like over the top like, over the top like a superhero type of thing when that animated aspect this was like a subtle intimidation where there's no like shouting or anything like that so we did yeah. a scene from uncharted 4 oh fun he okay. he played sam and and i i played it it's kind of like yeah his name's hector Mm-hmm. A very dangerous guy, like a drug lord, he possibly part of the cartel yeah. or something. And he has so much power. And because him and Sam bust themselves out of prison, when because he's being picked up by his Hector's men and everything, because uh, Sam let loose that he knows the whereabouts of this treasure. Mm hmm. And Sam, because he knows how to con people and everything, he tries to affect you. He says, Hey, it's the finest thing. Now you want like 50-50 or something, but it's going to take time or something. But that's when the scene starts oh, because nice. he, yeah, Hector kind of tells them to pull over like that. Mm-hmm. And he literally throws Sam out of the, the truck. Like keep him on the ground <laughs> oh, <no>. and heck, <laughs> and, and Hector, um, basically has words with him, like in front of his men and like he, uh, I, so I, I don't know. Look, You hear my voice. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So people, this is not really to uh, give myself a big head, but people usually describe my voice as uh, warm, approachable, um, soothing. Yeah. Yeah. Soothing, just uh, easy to listen to and everything Mm -hmm. and, and just comfortable like that. And, Mm -hmm. and, and so this voice is coming out of a guy who's like five foot three as well. (laughs) And yeah. yeah, and, And people generally don't really find me by voice like intimidating and that way Mm -hmm. but but this was like a nice study for hector because it it was he he wasn't shouting or anything but there was something about him that was eerily relaxed like he was just sitting in his power yeah and and he had the power and control that he had and and i think it was just even learning that what this thing that he says to one of his men while sam is just trying to talk his way out of it was dami was it uh, dami young which is <laughs> give me a knife nice yeah <laughs> like that and and then it's i remember standing up and doing this thing like it's just just recording it and imagine like i'm stood over like down at Dennis's character, Sam and, and, and just kind of holding this knife and just kind of in a relaxed way, sort of saying, like, it's like the the, the problem is I'm having all these doubts into my mind like that. Nice. And, yeah. Nice. And just kind of going into <laughs> it. Yeah. And then just kind of like when he tries to uh, have like con me or something like that, yeah. I'm literally holding him down to the ground and I'm still talking in that in our volume mm-hmm. but i've kind of got this seething thing like through my lines kind of like three maps, find <laughs> a treasure Can you do it like that. it's like it's a very kind of- gandolfini
0: <laughs> kind of thing like just yeah. really mm-hmm. just kind of sucking in the air and everything while you're while you're doing it and just like letting all yeah. that aggression out it's almost like it's like the it's it's like a almost like it's it's almost like you got you got like a pressure valve almost.
1: yes you feel your heart beating. It's like this rage that's in there, but yeah. you're not shouting,
0: right? You can kind so you of gotta, feel this intensity, but you got to let it out somehow. Like, so you're yeah. doing it by just breathing. And- yeah. You get that really uh, good. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so that was fantastic to work on yeah, with yeah, with Dennis. And and so that was one of the, well, through working on that with him, well, Dennis did a great job just uh, was reacting to that and everything. But but then it kind of, like, helped me to discover that, oh, wow, okay, I can do that kind of character. I can do, like, Spanglish. I can yeah. do the, the scary Hector-type character. I can do the suave and comical Puss in Boots as mm-hmm. well. Kind of and adding then, it to the
0: repertoire. Like, really kind of seeing yeah. what you can what you can do like those I've done, yeah. I've done a few of them so far. I've done three and two of them. I just did on my own. Um, yeah. But one of them, one of them I got to do for, I got to do one from nightmare before Christmas. And ah, that was, that was a fun one getting, getting to play Dr. Finkelstein. Cause he's mm-hmm. one of my, fa- it's one of my favorite voices to do. William Hickey is like one of my, is it's it's of one that I'm really proud of. So I was, I was. Oh, fantastic! Just like it's kind of like worms' warts, mmm, <laughs> and frogs' breath. Nothing is yeah. more suspicious than frogs' breath until you taste it. I won't swallow a spoonful. <laughs> just.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh fantastic. Oh, uh, those, so, it was so really much good. fun.
0: So much fun to do. And who was it? Was it Michelle, I think, that vo- voice Mitchie?
1: Ah. I, I I'm sure I saw that.
0: Yeah. She she did ago, a yeah. terrific Sally. She did really, really fun Sally. And it was it was just a great time. She Michelle
1: is from Vegas, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah yes. I believe so. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She she did great. And yes. Yeah. She she was terrific. And yeah, it was it was really really good. It was a lot of fun to do. And the I in just doing those and everything it it just brings ideas to do those more. So like the even though even though like a lot of I even got to do one from live action. I got to do one from Hellraiser Bloodline. And oh. That was a okay. fun one to do. And thankfully, it was just pinhead talking. So I didn't have to do like a, a second voice like I did the first time I did a Mask of the Phantasm clip because I did that one. I did Joker and Sal Valestra together. And so just that wow. was that was that was an interesting challenge that I gave myself just in one take just to go back and forth like that. It was fun.
1: In one take as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's like vocal gymnastics doing that type of thing. That's how I started is doing those videos. And, um, it, it's so much fun, isn't it? Just, uh, seeing, um, how far you can push it. Like, cause you're not really just changing the uh, between voices like that in one take, but you're changing between attitudes and as well. And and just yeah. seeing if you could do that on the time on the dime and just. Sort of keep the timing going was well. That's fantastic. Michelle, Michi, and I, we did a scene from Frozen 2. Oh, um, nice. Spoilers. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Frozen 2, and if not, why not? but right. um, oh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. It was, it was between Anna and Olaf. It's a sad oh, scene. Oh,
0: the flurrying yeah. away.
1: Yeah, when Olaf just starts uh, oh. flurrying and it's just his, his last exchange with her. And, and so it was very relaxed and I remember just having... Well, I really wanted this to be right in terms of the feel. I was finding the right music to go with it and also mm-hmm. just to add reverb to our voices because they're in a cave mm-hmm. as well and everything's peaceful. Yeah. And uh, and I think it was just through the training uh, that I'd had by that point. It, it It's this... It's this thing where even though Olaf is the one who's flurrying away, like he's just disappearing and everything, he is just in a soft way trying to comfort Anna. Yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there is this little smile with him, like yeah, just on his face and everything. And yeah, because I think that now, those, are, those were the emotional nuances that I was trying to get. And and mm-hmm. Michelle just with her upset speech and her breath it just really gets me every time i yeah. look back at it yeah so that was just wonderful um yeah. but can i tell you though one of my favorites that i did and it was long ago and i know that we are due to work with each other again from women in voiceover tanya posick mm-hmm. um yeah it was an honor to work with her because we did a scene from encanto because mm. i i saw some videos of back when she did the bell as well mm. and she had dressed up like Mirabel put on the glasses and everything and yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she really embodies it and uh, the character. And uh, yeah, basically I, I said, Can we do a scene between Mirabelle and Bruno? Like the first nice. time they meet. Mm. And so I, I had a meeting with her a Zoom chat with her, showed her the scene. She says, Yeah, absolutely. That would be fun because it's comical. Mm-hmm. And as it's uh, John Leguizamo, I just loved yeah. what he did with Bruno. Oh, he was uh, because great. it took he me a while great. to figure out when I watched the movie for the first time there was john wasamo, but i just couldn't stop listening to bruno because i was like "Whoever his voice actor is i just love the conversational kind of feel the babbling thing mm-hmm. it, I, I just want to keep hearing it. i just want to keep hearing bruno is just fantastic yeah. what he's doing and so it, it was like a nice getting so detailed with a voicing bruno because he is super like superstitious yeah because he's been by himself it's like he's doing all of these things to kind of try and get the bad look away he's 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 knocking different things like knock on wood as he's kind of like going down a hallway he's throwing like salt over his shoulder even (laughs) sugar and then he's doing this like hopscotch sort of thing and mm. and he does this natural, I think it's like a Latin chant where he's kind of saying asana Sana, dolita dolana like that. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was just this certain adorable nature as well. And I wanted he had, and I wanted to try and bring that into him, this likability. Mm-hmm. i guess and yeah because when she sees that he's been patching all the cracks on the wall like that it says have you been patching patching the cracks like all this time and uh, and i think i was trying to get a delivery ride where it was kind of like oh all oh, that oh no 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 no! i'm I'm just scared to go near those things all the patching's done by hernando like that <laughs> and then he does like the hernando voice like that because he guys got his hood on he takes it off and he kind of goes that's actually me, <laughs> I used to say my real gift was acting, <laughs> you know like that just sort of... <laughs> it's fabulous,
0: yeah. it's fabulous. I, just I love, love it, it. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's just the the um the the nature of them, but uh, yeah, these character studies are just so much fun you you find you learn so much, you discover so mm-hmm. much, and you start to push the boundaries, and we're constantly trying to refine what we do, we're trying to work that muscle like we're in a gym, yeah. And yeah, it's, it is so much fun.
0: It really is. And so I'm curious to know, like, I mean, we've, we've gone like so far, like into the, into the conversation, which I think is fabulous. (laughs) I'm sure that there are quite a few people that want to know exactly like, how'd you get into this in the first place? Because like, there's always that lightning bolt moment where you experience something or read something, listen to something, see something, whatever. And it just makes you say like, Ooh, that's the direction I want to go in. Now I'm sure with you, you grew up watching cartoons just like I did. So yeah, so like, and just kind of fell in love with those voices. And, Mm -hmm. and, but at the same time, like then all of a sudden, as we get older, we start, we kind of realize, Ooh, that's something I can do. That's something I can, I can really have fun with. Now you started out. In in other fields, right? You were working, you are working elsewhere before you really were able to really kind of dive into anim- into voiceover, right?
1: Yes, yeah, I spent many years as a, an animator for video games, and yeah, I, I guess probably around sixteen years. Currently, in terms of that side of things, I'm in between jobs, but I was working for the studio that were responsible for the Lego video games. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, uh, so I'd worked on many of those, like the cutscenes and everything, bringing characters to life, just, uh, making them move and, and mm-hmm. everything. And, uh, I felt like creating a movie, basically. And growing up, I was always that person who liked doing different voices and uh, experimenting with my voice. And I always did different impressions just for fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it was when I, back when I was studying animation, I even got to do, uh, voices for one or two characters like uh i think there was a a short film that i animated but then there were a couple of projects other people were animating but they said hey we know you can do voices can you do this character (laughs) and everything so yeah um and during my time at that studio i actually did get to do one or two scratch voices testing out one or two cutscenes for Games that were in the works that they were testing out and everything. And mm-hmm. they needed to test out one or two cutscenes before they brought the actors in. And when we went into lockdown, they had something going on that was called Global Games Jam. Mm. And that is an event where everybody in a studio breaks up into groups that want to work together. It's like a contest, a oh, nice. moment of creativity. And oh, then, wow. yeah, all of these groups... They basically come up very quickly with the concept of a computer game. They basically spend two days straight making a computer game. They make available wow. on the same system, yeah, and yeah, and and then uh, everyone gets to play them like that. They use all the assets made available to them, a mixture of like programmers, animators, people like that. And honestly, I've experienced a few games jams, but I've never joined them myself you don't have to join them and Mm -hmm. i've never joined them myself and i think maybe it's because back during my studies i had one or two bad experiences working as part of like a small group as well working for a studio is all right and everything uh, but but when it's for like something creative like a group project or something it it can it can just take like one one person who who just doesn't really treat everyone else well? That can just ruin the whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I I remember when it when it was uh, about to start, somebody reached out to me and asked me to do a voice for nice. two of their characters, like wise cracking crows. They had to be <laughs> London, Cockney, and. It's in the spirit of maybe the the, the vultures in the, the Jungle Book, just constantly okay. cracking jokes and making each other laugh. So I did that. I had so much fun because I was just in my cylinder lockdown in my apartment and I used an old microphone and recorded mm-hmm. separate dialogue and everything that they used. And once I recorded that, I just sent out an email to everybody else yeah. you know, in the company that we're... Doing these, these projects and just said, I had so much fun doing this. I just provided voiceover. If anyone else wants voiceover for their, the project, I'm not with a group, but I'm offering my services over the next Mm -hmm. two days. Mm -hmm. I did it for a few other
0: projects. Nice.
1: Yeah. A creepy Tannoy system on a space station that was breaking apart. Um, a, uh, a soldier stranded on an alien planet, like mm-hmm. for gameplay, all the reactions. Yeah. And the weirdest one was an, a giant naked man in a bath playing with toys. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. You literally just see his knees and you see these rubber ducks and things like that. And he's. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah as I was making the noises that you kind of make when you think you're by yourself and you're probably just playing with toys and you know (laughs) (laughs) that's great (laughs) yeah and so yeah the most weirdest things but I had a blast and I think because uh, as you mentioned with cartoons and movies I grew up just loving movies and cartoons Mm -hmm. yeah the usual uh, inspiration such as like Robin Williams and um, the creativity and the shifting of not just characters uh, well well, not just voices but the actual characters yeah once the voice changes, the demeanor changes and everything and and i think i prompted me to do voices anyway but but then at a certain point i when i was doing more and more impressions for social media during lockdown um yeah i i just decided that is this something i could do part-time if this Mm. is something i could do on the side i need to look into this yeah. So that's what started things. I took a couple of acting courses, beginners mm-hmm. and an improvers acting course with a city academy in London. Uh, I interacted with voice actors and found myself a finalist in a contest. Mm-hmm. I put my booth together, along with like lots of other friends across the globe, including you. And yep, I took courses. My journey just continued from there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this is where I am right now. I currently... I'm represented by about, I'd say six agencies. Wow. Yeah. That's fabulous. Um, yeah. Uh, bit by bit, because it takes uh, some years to get uh, traction. I have done mm-hmm. bits of work here and there. I have done paid work for like doing some animation. I think it's just before Christmas. I recorded for um, an online game it was weld. I books through my agents. <laughs> I, I recently did an e-learning job. They were, I think there were about three people in a video call with me, just listening in and yeah. directing me and everything. Yeah. And on top of things I do, because I owe a lot to the use of social media mm-hmm. to make certain things happen,
0: Yeah.
1: I, I am actually, well, I've brought out a new workshop because nice. I've had lots of voice actors ask me about it. And I've seen lots of voice actors struggle with certain aspects of Social media and using it to propel themselves forward in their career and showcase themselves Mm. as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I know that I was, I was happy that I was able to get in, get in with enough time to get one of your, get one of your platforms, one of your, your, your lesson plans in for the, for doing like social media postings and everything. So I'm really excited to be able to look through those. And get like the full breakdown of how to do those, because that's the part that I always struggle with like yes. get me in front of get me in front of a microphone and let me do like the dubbing and everything and i'll i'll nail it i'll do whatever you do do whatever you need, but putting those videos together mm. it it I feel like the overwhelm before I even start. So, but that's just me. Mm. That's, that's my own wiring, which I'm, I'm struggling with on, with everything I'm doing. So that's mm. why everything takes as long as it does with, with me. So it's just like it, it, it can be exhausting at times, just thinking about all the different things that I'm working on. Cause, mm. cause I'm finishing up, I'm finishing up corrections with one audiobook. Then I got to jump into corrections of another one. Then mm. I have one that the, the author has been, has the patience of a saint. And has been waiting like this whole time for me to get into hers. And then once that one's done, I have two smaller ones that are that are waiting as well. So it's like, Mm. and in the midst of all that, I still got to write this third book. (laughs) So
1: there's Yeah, you are juggling right now. It's very understandable. And and also, man, to be honest, I for a moment, I completely forgot that you had actually purchased the the downloadable workshop. Because just to clarify what you're referring to, Mm -hmm. it's the voice acting study videos workshop, because yeah. I actually, through Voice Masters originally, um, mm-hmm. who I trained under, I taught uh, two courses, whole courses on that. Yeah. Um, when as uh, so one or two of my videos went viral and uh, the opportunities that came from that, but but then I went out on my own and I started doing. Me, I wanted to just workshops for the people who wanted to learn my methods for creating this. Yeah. Like one of these from the editing and everything, and and so I ended up eventually making it downloadable easily accessible so it's like a few videos and yeah a pdf file and yeah because over time my methods did change and so that's mm-hmm. why i um, included like this extra video and if you do get stuck on anything that's a great thing because you 've it and you can reach out anytime i helped exactly. somebody recently with it so yeah i opened up the editing program and just briefly showed them how mm-hmm. this new method just kind of cuts a bunch of steps and it's really good and, and all this stuff and yeah, so it it was it was nice seeing people actually create their own off the back of that.
0: Yeah, I just loved that, and just get, and that just gets you excited because you you can mm. see that that what you're teaching is working. So yes. that's and that's and that's a great feeling right there. Just like to see mm. them actually like doing it the way that to the way that you do it. Like it just it reminds me of when I was teaching <laughs> West Coast Swing for for a period of time and teaching oh, nice. teaching teach beginners. And I still remember working with 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 one person, and she was asking just like I don't know if I'm if I should stay like another week or if I should go over to Matt's class because our, our other teacher Matt was teaching the advanced level, and I was just like, well, let's let's see what you got, and we went through all the steps. She didn't miss a single one, and I was just like. You're you're ready. Go. It's <laughs> like go and go and shine. <laughs> and not only did she shine, but she won a placing that year. I remember in the newcomers Jack and Jill competition. So mm. it was just like nice. Yeah, same thing. Just like that's when it was just like, wow. I I know what I'm talking about. This it, and That it, gives it's you like, a
1: warm fuzzy feeling when you see. Yeah. It. To see someone gets somewhere sore. after your teachings, and yeah, no, that, that yeah, I didn't know you did like West Coast swing and taught that, and so that's really nice to know that yeah, you had that kind of result. Well, somebody had a result yeah like that after your teachings. Yeah, one of the heartwarming things, even for me, was seeing somebody who didn't really post much on social media. She posted her own voice acting study,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: for the first time. She did a scene from Despicable Me. Oh, no. Nice. And she had her two very young children involved.
0: Oh, that's well. great.
1: Yeah. And it was just so sweet and so mm-hmm. heartwarming to see it. I remember instantly reaching out to her just to kind of like find out what the experience was like. And and then I came up with the idea, are you happy to do like a, a review video or something? Because it'll be great uh, to share it, your experience with people. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, three people who got my workshop, they they did their own, they, they recorded their own review. Oh, really, that's great. You know, which I've been, I occasionally share on the Instagram. And because it, the, the wonderful thing is that you discover a lot about character performance. Yeah. And, and at the same time, you, you start to get better at the editing, whether it's the sound quality and mm-hmm. magic things up with video. It, it gets, it gives you good practice in dubbing, kind of getting into a, a particular character's rhythm. Mm-hmm. and you're also supporting someone else if you're working with someone else if you're not doing like two characters yourself you're doing this as someone else and yeah and on the back of that you kind of feel encouraged to start giving them some direction as well mm-hmm. you find that the other person wants to know is this okay do i need to change something and then you start directing them mm-hmm. as well yeah and yeah so it's it's interesting being on that side and so many people keep Asking me now to direct them. That's you know, fabulous. That and yeah. So yes. it's great to pass on to others, really. Mm.
0: That's great. And so so if there is someone who wants to be where where I am and then later where you are, and wants to get into this wonderful world of voice acting, what do you recommend is like the first step that they should do?
1: Uh, I would say, honestly, take at least a few acting classes Mm -hmm. if you can. Yeah, Yeah. And not every voice actor does, but what it does if you take a few acting classes is it gives you an edge. It Mm -hmm. makes you feel prepared going into it because... What we do is very complex, if you think yeah. about it, because we are uh, given a copy, like uh, a script, and we have to read this, recording it, but making sure it doesn't sound like it's being read. Yeah, And we need to be able to take direction, to understand what the is after as mm-hmm. well, and to be able to switch it up and shift it here and there and really be aware, really have that understanding. Yeah. You know, of uh, the changing of tone, emotion, and everything like that. So, yeah, taking a, a few acting classes would really help uh, to start nice. with. And uh, from there, you can go into doing uh, voice acting classes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And where can my listeners find you on social media other than TikTok?
1: Oh, my goodness. So, I am on just about all the socials. <laughs> it's crazy. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find me on, yeah, on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube as well. I'm on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. if you want to follow. So I keep nipping back and forth in between all of them. But you can actually find uh, the links to all of those on my website. Um, Nice. So it's simply chriswoodworthvo.com. Excellent. Excellent. So if you go to that website, yeah, the links are there. Mm
0: -hmm. And I'll make sure to to put that link into the show notes as well so that all of you listening can go ahead and, and take advantage of what Chris is offering here because what Chris is doing, which I, I truly admire and something that really kind of fits the mold of an Excelsior journey is someone who's not only rising in their field and following their passion and pursuing this amazing creative outlet, but they're constantly looking behind them to see who else is coming up. So that way he can go ahead and reach out a helping hand and get them up as well. He has surrounded himself with some great people and they are all dedicated to not only follow pursuing the art of voiceover together, but also making sure that everyone around them is just as equipped in every sense as they are. That is a a truly wonderful thing to to realize that you're in such good company. I am so proud of Chris's accomplishments. I am so proud of everything that he's done, everything that he continues to do, and everything that he's doing for voiceover artists in general. He is not only an artist himself, but he's also a teacher. And that's something that is truly, truly valuable in this world. So those are the people you want to make sure that you have around you. You have the people that make you want to keep getting better that motivate you to keep on pushing forward and provide you with the tools to do it so by all means please reach out to chris and keep yourself in that good company because as long as you have those sort of people that inspire you that motivate you then the sky's the limit to what you can accomplish so for chris woodworth this is george sorori saying to all of you ever upward and i will see you next week
1: ever upward
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com/podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.